0: everybody welcome to on the home front my name is john murphy very happy to be sharing some time with you you might be enjoying us now live on wili am 1400 or maybe 95.3 on the fm we're also recording these on video for youtube the radio station has a youtube channel with all the five o'clock shows having their own playlists so if you miss our live show you can go to youtube and our guests have a chance to let you know what they're doing all throughout the year anytime on your phone So we have another busy show this week. We're going to talk with Tom King later on about Neighbors, a paper that I talk about a lot. It's a community resource. It's been here for many years, local print media, and he'll do like a year in review for Neighbors and how it's doing for local journalism. And we're going to talk about Mansfield and recycling and a special program they're testing out involving solar energy and storage and It's a model that other towns are looking at as well as they try to figure out how to do better Recycling how can they better use solar energy? So we'll talk to Jenny halfway through the show And Right now. I'm very happy to share the studio once again with Diane Nato. She's the president and CEO of the Wyndham Region Chamber of Commerce, and she's also with the uh, uh, the Veterans Center here, the Eastern Connecticut Veterans Community Center here in town. So, welcome back to the studio, Diane. It's Thank nice you, John. to have you again.
1: Hi, I always love coming here.
0: You bet. So there's a lot going on, and I guess one thing you wanted to start with first is there's a, a special event happening tomorrow, and you have special programs for veterans during the holidays.
1: We do. Uh, we have always special programs. So the Eastern Connecticut Veterans Community Center is at 47 Crescent Street in Willimantic. That is the old senior center, mm-hmm. if you're familiar with that, and it's it's been fancied up a little bit, and there's a few extra flags than there was before. But it is the home for our active-duty military, their families, veterans, anyone really related to them. So tomorrow is our holiday open house. And it's an opportunity for veterans to get together and talk Chat, communicate, have fun—you know, have fun and some some cookies. It's all about the cookies, John. You know, it's all oh, it's about the high cookies. calorie time. It's right. high-calorie time. It's not about the Benjamins. It's about <laughs> the cookies. It's always about the cookies. But anyways, that is from four to seven tomorrow. Four to seven. Uh, you don't have to RSVP. You can just come over to the center and enjoy some punch with us and, like I said, some some munchies and some food. And it is open to veterans and anyone in the community. So we really invite anyone to come, especially our neighbors in the neighborhood. And then on Friday. Friday, a very interesting thing the U.S. Naval Academy cadets will be coming through town on their way to the Army-Navy game and they are going to be at the community center, not our community center, the real town community center on Main Street uh, by Jilson Square they will be there at noon so if there's anybody that would like to welcome them especially our veterans that are listening to the show um, please be down there by 1130 on Friday to give a big welcome and applaud to the U.S. uh, Navy cadets which of course the these young folks have signed up and put their name on the bottom line, willing to give their life for our country. So I think it's the least we can do to be there and to thank them for that commitment. This weekend at the Veterans Center, we have a craft fair that is going on from on Saturday from 10 to 4 and on Sunday from noon to 4. And I think Bev probably talked about that before. It's she That's did. a Wyndham Arts. It's local artisans. So yep. if you haven't done your shopping yet and you need a few extra cool items that are handmade, you can come to the craft fair. And then of course uh, every Wednesday we have our Veterans Coffee House. And this is really a wonderful time. It's a it's a support group in a way because the guys there really take care of themselves. And when I say guys, it's ladies and gentlemen, but it's yep. the guys that take care of themselves. That is every Wednesday from 9 to 11, and it's at 47 Crescent Street. Now, the good thing is, every Wednesday, not only do we have the coffeehouse with an interesting speaker, today we covered um, Pearl Harbor, which is, of course, December 7th. Yep. Last week we had a speaker that came and talked about those people who lived in Connecticut who died at Pearl Harbor. We did a little bio and story about each of them. Um, but we do we bring people in to talk about veterans benefits and updates we had a lady that came in also that talked about this is open enrollment for medicare so What should you do for Medicare? It used to be A and B. Now it's P. Mm. (laughs) There's all kinds of things. Nobody understands it except for the experts. So she's there to do one-on-one and looking at your Medicare and what you should or shouldn't do and new plans that are out that are better coverage. So these are the kinds of things that we cover at our coffee house. We have a health moment every week, um, and we have the T-Mobile folks come down and do a what can I do with my cell phone Uh thing. Yeah, because we still have some (laughs) flip phoners we still have some flip phoners oh yeah but for those that have uh, gone over to the smartphone they use it to talk on the telephone And we're like, you know you can take pictures with that. I can? You you, you know you can, like, get your email. I can? So the T-Mobile folks come down. They give us a little learning moment of things that we can do on our phones that most of us don't realize we can. And then they are available for a couple of hours for anybody to go in with a one-on-one free tutorial on how to use your phone.
0: No need to embarrass yourself.
1: No, no, no. You can do it privately and say, you know, I mean, I have to admit, even I walk into my carrier and just say, oh, that it doesn't work. What happened? And they're like, Diane, just push the button. Yes. Oh, one? my God, it works now. So.
0: Now, here's a question about the veterans. Because mm-hmm. when Bev was here, she mentioned that the gatherings Wednesdays, the place is usually packed. It is. So when you think about veterans, you've got generations of service. Mm-hmm. In our community, what kinds of veterans are you seeing from what periods and how are they concerned about each other because they have their own context, their own right. their own background, but they all served?
1: So we have a few from every generation, but hmm. the majority of the folks that come every week are those that are retired because it's during the day and they're usually, right. most of them, the Vietnam era. But we have, up until just recently, we had two um World War two one was a POW mm-hmm. uh, but they have now moved closer to their families one in Maine and one in Florida okay. but we have some we have six Korean War regulars and then most of them are Vietnam but we've got Afghanistan Iran Iraq Gulf War um, although a few of all of them we yeah. don't see a lot of the younger guys because like I said it's during the day and they're working but even when we did an evening yeah. uh, coffee house event, they are they are living. I mean, you know, they got kids, they got softball, they got baseball, piano lessons, yeah. they're driving their kids around Might be a like time crazy. Issue for them. Yeah, and they're still working. So to, they have not taken time out of their busy family schedules to come and do for themselves, which is typical of young parents, that they don't necessarily do what's good for themselves, but they put their kids and their families yeah. first. So yeah, we don't see as many young folks.
0: But when you do see veterans, maybe you could share some of the general areas that they're concerned about. Or, uh, you know, I know like filling out forms is critical because sometimes if you get them wrong once or twice, mm-hmm. you can't always refile. You're you right. got to get it right the first time, right?
1: So it's very confusing, even yeah. for people that, I mean, some days I think I'm smart and I still can't figure those forms out. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is what we have done. At the Veterans Center, we have a bunch of professionals and experts on things that come there and provide services there. So if a veteran had questions on something, they'd have to go to Newington or West Haven. But we bring veteran representatives. Our community center is the only one in the nation with this formula or this. Platform or how we, we operate. So every Wednesday during this coffee house, when we have a full house, we have one or two representatives. Every week we have somebody from VA Healthcare. So if there's a veteran who has uh, an appointment that they need to change, or they need to look at their medical records, or they need to fix a prescription, or they're getting billed for something that they shouldn't, right. any healthcare questions can be answered immediately and they can go right into the VA Healthcare system and find those questions and take care of it on the spot. He's That's also great. able to help with benefits. So most people don't realize the VA is split into two. One is health care, and the other are benefits. So educational benefits, compensation from injuries, that's all a second department. But our gentlemen can still help with those things, fill out forms, read, read letters, and decipher them, because sometimes they're written in VA like alien language, and no one can understand the uh-huh. bureaucracy, uh-huh. so they can figure out what is going on. Once a month, we get somebody from the benefit side that comes, and it's the third Wednesday, And he can look right into your claim. If you put in a claim, the biggest complaint vets have is, oh, I put in a claim and I haven't talked to anybody in three months, four months, six months. I don't know what's going on.
0: What's the status?
1: What's the status? So they can go right in and look at the status. And sometimes if it's something that they need, they can take care of it right then and submit it for them to keep the process going. So we are the only place that has real representatives from the VA that can go into their records, immediately take care of things and resolve them. Every Wednesday they are there. Um, And then on the third Wednesday, we have the second person. But uh, again, also on Wednesday, we have somebody there doing Medicare um, questionnaires, the, the cell phone stuff. We have a health person that does health and nutrition and an exercise lady that can do stuff. So we know Wednesday is our big day. We try to put all these services there. The other thing during the season, that I want to make sure that people know is if there is a veteran there that needs transportation it could be even be transportation oh, to yeah. a family dinner but yeah. shopping or to a medical appointment oh, that's we huge. That's we huge have issue. volunteers here in town and there was an article in the paper a while back that said there were no no, no transportation for veterans our volunteers routinely and regularly take people to appointments we have a whole group that have volunteered to do this and they will pick you up at your home and take you sometimes all the way to west haven um, or even Mm -hmm. grocery shopping whatever you need at our at our facility we have a clothing bank we have what we call backpacks for life so it's it's a rucksack a military backpack that's filled with shampoo soap and things like that socks we have warm winter coats and gloves and hats and boots and anything that that uh, a veteran would need we have blankets um, even had a couple of sleeping bags for a while we have a food bank and the food bank we have deliveries once a week and we're going to up that into food pantry we're getting approved for the food share to have a monday through friday food pantry which would be uh, open to anyone but specifically to our veterans right? right there excuse me
0: oh to be right at Crescent Street yes right at
1: Crescent Street yep and so you would be able to come and go grocery shopping there at the because right now the food bank is one delivery you kind of get what you get this would be much more expansive, and it'd be available like I said to anybody they could come and pick and choose what they wanted to do there but the real exciting thing is once a month we have a free medical clinic and it's coming up on December 14th it's from 10 to 3 Um, this free clinic is really for anybody Um, and the great thing is, it's it really truly is free, and it's acute care. And what that means is, it's not just coming in for let's check your blood pressure. Right. These folks can. Uh, we had somebody. Excuse me. Last month, who had an infected tooth. They looked at it. They saw them. They gave a prescription for the tooth infection someone had a really bad rash they gave them a prescription for medication they can do urinalysis they can do blood work some people are on medications and they need blood work done on a routine basis and they sometimes have to go far away or whatever it's right there we can send other kind of laboratory work and have that done Literally, if you needed uh, – I always joke around with the guys. If you have a boil on your butt, we can take care of it. So really, those those minor things that you would go to a walk-in clinic for. Right. Now, obviously, we don't have a machine to take x-rays, but pretty much yeah, all kinds of acute care things. Maybe got stung by a bee or – you know, you have a small laceration that needs to be stitched, they can actually do that stuff there. But the other really good thing that we've seen people take advantage of are um, shots and vaccinations. So, uh, y- you know, you can get your pneumonia, your flu shots, your COVID shots, you can get the vaccinations for shingles, um, the respiratory diseases. The, yep, yep, yep. You can get those there, um, and I even joke with the guys that if they're not behaving, then they can get the rabies shots too, but you know. The the big ones are the shingles, because I think you have to get several of them in a row. These are all free, so there's no co there's no deductibles, this is all free. No matter who you are, or what money you make, or don't make, it doesn't matter. Sometimes the people that actually have our medium income, they're the ones with the $5,000 deductible. So yeah. getting these minor um, health things resolved costs them all of it out of pocket because of their deductible so this way it's all free
0: And you know a lot of veterans may be on a fixed income so these mm-hmm. extra costs are really at the edge of not making
1: it exactly
0: and it adds up over the course of the whole year now yep. for people to follow up on these services is there a facebook page or a website so they can stay with this
1: yes you can look up both you can google or go on to facebook for the eastern connecticut veterans community center and i think even if you put veterans community center in you it'll search for it and it okay. will find us
2: right
1: yep but you can come down we are open monday through friday nine to five so if you have an issue or concern you can come in we can at least you know get you set up and tell you set up some appointments on the wednesdays for our experts there's a bunch of other programs that we have going down there with You know exercise programs and art therapy and art classes so tons of things to see we wouldn't have enough time to go through all of them but we encourage every veteran every single veteran no matter what should have a review of their benefits because i mean i can barely remember what i talked about last week but these things change constantly and so some of the younger folks they got it they got it thrown at them when they were being discharged you know in uh, Five days worth of material in two days, and then they're worrying about where they're going to go, stay, what their wives and kids are going to do. So it's not all processing. You do a review every couple of years to see what you're eligible for or not eligible for. Legislation changes, benefits change. That's true. And that way, I mean, almost everybody that we tell to come in and do the review say, oh, wow, I didn't know. I mean, wow, there's so much. And that's why it's important So everybody, no matter what, should come down and get a benefit review.
0: Okay. Well, Diane Nado, thank you very much for the good work you're doing all year and for being here today. We'll look forward to the next year as programs build out. We'll be sure to have you and others back, and we'll stay in touch.
1: Thanks. Thank you very much for having me. It's a great pleasure. Thank
0: you. You bet. Okay. We'll take a short break here on the home front, and we'll come back and talk about Mansfield and solar energy and recycling, so stay with us. A pleasure. Always. you got a lot in.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm well known for that. that
0: now, what I'll do is as you, you know, move into 24 and you figure out your plans for events, we'll just use email, plan ahead, and we can book way ahead. Yep. Like, if you know you have a big event, we'll just book it now because I'm booking into February.
1: Okay, that's perfect, because yeah, yeah. I, I would like to come on a regular basis for that, and, and every so often, I'd love oh, yeah. to say something about the chamber, yeah. um, but I'm also, I'm, like I said, I, I'm in charge of the pu- publicity marketing and stuff for Gilson House Museum, so I'd like to yeah. throw some stuff oh, yeah. about that.
0: That's one thing I'm going to try and do a little more, is I have not done enough with museums, and they're out there, and they've gotten some grants recently, so... This idea of, of is it, it, it's easy to work that in with what we're doing. It is. And all
1: those museums we've put together yeah. to a partnership for the Arts, Culture, History, and Tourism. Yeah. So that group, yeah. it meets monthly. And
0: yeah, but it's a, it's you a, it's can a reach group. all
1: of them if you come to one of those It's meetings. a
0: caucus. They have a caucus, too, with the legislators. But what we'll do next time is talk about everything easternconnecticut.com. Mm-hmm. That would be great. That would be our next topic. Maybe we think about January, early February. And okay, uh, I'm going to
1: hold you to that, and thank you for oh, yeah. this. i are um,
0: welcome. You're back. I haven't well had
1: liquid all day, so I was like, oh. I guzzled that. Sure. I now you have a minute to go before you go.
0: Yeah. Well, there's plenty of, uh, well, you know, we have three slots a week, so there's plenty of room to juggle. We're just coordinating things. Jenny. Okay. Good you. Thank
1: you for the water. Uh, you're welcome. See you later.
0: Okay, happy Christmas to you. Yes, Diane.
1: you too. Take care. Yeah. Bye. 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 We'll be in
0: touch. Take care.
3: Where shall I place right myself? There. Right okay. There.
0: Take your coat off and stay a while. Yeah,
3: all
0: Nobody right. will steal it. It's okay.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. It's okay. So how's our spot load now? How? Um, 45 seconds, but I just threw one of a minute. Oh, we and ran through the spots? 45 seconds. Oh, okay. Maybe one more will be fine. Yeah. I've got 21 on the clock yes, here. Oh, good. We're, okay, we're good. And then we'll do Jimmy Durante after Ginny. I
3: got
0: a queued up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Now here... Yep.
3: That. I guess
0: we'll start with this. Yes, I And think we can that end one. with that for people that joined in. Yeah. And then in between, you can talk about yeah. the campaign. All right. And that's plenty. And then uh, do you want to get into the dehydrators, or is that another show? We did that. No,
3: I, I'd, really, I'd really like to speak to the yeah. new service options. Yep. So, Jeez, okay. Yeah. Now, yep.
0: I have a question for you about that. It looks interesting. Are other towns right now considering similar things, and they're uh, all figuring out what to do, well, and this is one example?
3: Yeah, I mean...
0: Or are you taking the lead in something other towns haven't really been worrying about yet? No,
3: I think we're in the herd. You know, yeah. I don't think we're leading the pack. Okay, <laughs> to okay. To my metaphors. but But, yes. um, no, we are... We are um, uh, other towns are looking at food food waste. <clears throat> yeah. So 30 seconds.
0: And Arena's bringing food from the schools. That's so cool.
3: Leftovers,
0: yeah. That's a lot of pounds. That is, yeah. Okay, so we'll start with this and we'll go from there. Okay. Very good. 15 seconds. That's okay. There we go. Three, two, one. All righty, we're back live on the home print. We're very happy to have you with us. Uh, For this third part of the show, we're going to hear from Tom King, the publisher of Neighbors, a wonderful newspaper resource that covers all of eastern Connecticut, and he'll talk about publishing and local journalism and how our community is trying to use print media to talk to itself. But right now I'm very happy to have Ginny Walton back in the studio with us. I've had her many times over the years. She's the coordinator of recycling for the town of Mansfield. She's very involved with setting up the repair cafes here in town four times a year, and she's here today to talk about a program involving solar energy and an event coming up on December 13th. So first of all, Ginny, thanks for being back in the studio. It's good to have you here once again.
3: You're welcome. Yeah, nice to be here.
0: So so tell us about the special event. You've been working on this for a long time. It's next Wednesday at 6 o'clock.
3: Yeah, it's, it's a solar plus battery backup storage informational session So this is um, an opportunity for residents who have solar that are interested in exploring whether they want uh, battery backup as well. So that means when the power goes out, they would still have electricity because the battery storage would enable them to have electricity to power their things in their house. Um, This is something that's offered through the utility company. So we're in the Eversource region, and Eversource has been offering this to residents of Connecticut. Um, But our Power Smart campaign is really putting a spotlight on this program. So there are incentives for uh, people who are ever source or United Illuminating customers, and there's also um, tax credits, oh, so or a tax credit for battery backups. Well, so, that
0: makes a difference overall. Yeah. Those credits, like if you're buying like an electric car, those are yes. big
3: deals. Yes, yes, it is. So um, on Wednesday at six p.m. In the town council chamber at the Mansfield Town Hall, right. we are going to have this informational session. So, smart representatives from Smart Power, who are the marketers of this campaigned, mm-hmm. um, are going to be there, as well as a town resident who has solar and battery backup, so okay. he can talk about his experience with it and the expenses, and then also there's going to be an installer, battery installer there. so well, The to, practical
0: side. Yeah, too.
3: to address people's questions about what size is it, how much do I power, what's the cost, what will incentives cover to offset the cost, those sort of things. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: And so these meetings are open to anybody, even though it's focused on the town. But if people want to learn about this, they can come and find
3: out. Any going. town. Yeah, anybody yeah. from a town. And it's yeah. hybrid. So if somebody from Willington doesn't want to drive to Mansfield, they could, oh, they could excellent. register. There's a registration link. And, um, and then they would get a link to the, to the program. Right. Now, here's a
0: question for you. Without losing people in engineering stuff, I heard early when we went solar, which we did a few years ago, that the storage batteries, the problem was they were really big. Now I hear that they're getting smaller and they can hold a little more and they could actually fit inside the house, in the garage or on the walls and it's not as much of a logistical challenge in your garage as it used to be.
3: Is that is that a fair assumption? Is that true? That's my understanding, yeah. too. You, you know, I'm not the expert right, here right. on it, but, yeah, my understanding, like Tesla, for instance, has a right. power wall, which you actually put up on the wall. Uh-huh. So it's not like taking up half a garage floor. It's <laughs> actually on a wall. Yeah. And it will um, power critical things in your house. Right. Yeah.
0: Maybe not the same thing as a full generator, might if you had a whole house generator, but key things for food or maybe hot water, that kind of stuff?
3: Well, it depends on what a household wants. I mean, they can have a bigger battery setup. Sure. It, it all depends, you know, yeah. what what person's pocketbook is like and mm-hmm. what their energy needs are. If they require electricity to be somebody's reliant like on some medical piece of equipment, their That's energy right. needs are going to be different than somebody who just, you know, all I want is my TV, lights, refrigerator going during hot water. an outage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hot yeah. water, yeah. Right, right. Yeah.
0: Okay. So uh, I guess it's also safe to assume that if someone's thinking about solar, thinking about storage, it's smart to combine them so that you can have the best long-term use is that is it also a fair assumption it's not just a matter of spending more money but if you're designing a system to go solar now with the new devices then it might be a better time to include that right up front
3: well it might if you can't afford to do both because battery backup is fairly expensive it's not a cheap proposition Um, at least in installing solar panels, be thinking of well, maybe later I'll put up battery backup. So how would I? How would the solar system be designed? Oh, to be. So yeah. that Ooh, later I, I could put on. yeah. So yeah. and those are things that that people who attend could learn on Wednesday. So it is an hour long program. It's not going to go on longer than that. So because we know people's time is you know precious. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Now something else, Ginny. Here, by the way, if you're if you're watching us on the radio, pun intended. There, Ginny is the recycling coordinator of Mansfield. They're also doing a program to reduce waste, so it's not just recycling, but it's reducing the waste. And they're doing something involving uh, new technologies. You want to mention that and how people can learn more about other ways to help with the whole idea of what landfills are all about.
3: Um, Sure. So there's actually three new services that we're offering for residents. One is for somebody who makes very little trash. There is a once a month trash and recycle pickup. It's $4 a month. Wow. Yeah, it's just one time a month, though. So that would be ideal for one person in a household Yeah. or somebody that uses the transfer station goes once a month, but they no longer want to do that so they could have service at their house. So that's for very low waste producer and they're they're probably a person who also composts and recycles because that will reduce your waste. Then the other two new service options are um, related to food scraps. So we are now offering curbside collection of food scraps. So this is an additional cost. It's $14.75 a month. But it would be for somebody who may not have a backyard. It's a backyard compost. Like an
0: apartment person? Somebody in an apartment? Somebody in an apartment or
3: condominium. Okay. Um, yep. Or or it could be somebody that just doesn't want to broach the whole backyard composting. Okay. Um, so by doing that, they could then reduce their trash service size. So even though there is a cost for curbside collection, it would be offset somewhat by a lower service size. So that would be one way to reduce uh, trash. And then the other is a dehydrator called the Food Cycler, which is being offered through the trash company that the town works with. It is, it looks like... um, an appliance actually it is an appliance what you do is you put your your chicken bones and coffee grounds and potato peels and leftovers from a restaurant you went to that's going moldy you know, you know all of that science projects yes yeah, science yes yeah, 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 science projects and it's it goes in this bucket and the bucket goes inside this appliance and it actually just dries it out And it dries it out so much that the resulting material looks like peat moss. Wow. And it smells like peat moss.
0: Wow. And it's not... That's a different smell than a compost smell, which has more methane and has some other things in it.
3: Yeah, it doesn't smell... It really doesn't smell earthy, you know. Um, And so it's not composted material. It's dehydrated. So, uh, but... It can be sprinkled on your lawn in your garden. It could be put in a compost pile to then mm-hmm. finish composting. But it could feed plants. Like you might put pine needles for the acid yeah. in the
0: fall, right? For certain berries. Yeah. So this could be plant food for for plants.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't put it right up against, like okay. your vegetables, for instance, because right. it might be it might be too high in nitrogen. It probably would. So it might burn your plants. But it could be put you know in a walkway where there aren't plants growing just so it can finish decomposing mm-hmm. in the soil mm-hmm. so it doesn't need to go in the trash and so you have this big bucket and just like a compost pile you 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 fill it up and it shrinks and shrinks and shrinks and so you have this little bit left after it's finished dehydrating
0: so are there towns that are trying this out too i know everybody's trying to trying to deal with this issue. And yeah. you know, some towns are more proactive than others, I understand. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Do you know of any success stories where this technology has been, been tried?
3: The Food Cycler is a pilot. So okay. um, there, as far as I know, there aren't any communities wow. in Connecticut at this point that are doing this. Um, we're trying it out. We're doing this in cooperation with Waste Paper mm-hmm. and uh, the Food Cycler Company. So, and the food cycler is also a rental, so there is a cost, it's $20 a month to rent it. Now, in terms of carbon footprint of all these things, I do wanna say that in context of the spectrum of things you can do with food scraps, uh, the worst thing you can do is put it in the household trash because it goes to incinerator and that has all kinds of greenhouse gas emissions. The, the, The best thing you can do is composted in your backyard. And uh, because there's no driving it anywhere, right? right. With curbside collection, you're, you've are you got this truck on the road that's yeah. driving it and that's driving off to- Running gas. Yeah, so the next best thing in terms of greenhouse gas emissions and resources is uh, taking it to the Mansfield Transfer Station. We compost food scraps there. Right. So a resident can bring it there, Dump it in the leaf pile, and it'll decompose into finished compost. And then the next better thing is the food cycler, believe it or not. Even though that uses electricity, it's still at home, and you don't have a vehicle driving around picking it up and delivering it somewhere. And then the, the next thing is the curbside collection of food scraps. So the worst thing is in the trash. So for folks out there that are putting their food scraps in the trash, see if there's one of these things that you could do differently. Um, You know, it might not be backyard composting. Maybe it's the food cycler. Maybe it's curbside collection. Maybe start bringing it to the transfer station. Those are all better options.
0: Well, you've been doing this for many years, Jenny. Do you have a sense when you take a long look that, in general, people are increasing their rate of recycling. Is it getting better than like 10 15 years ago as you track it or is it pretty much like the same number of people and that's your committed community members and the rest are still not doing it? That's a reality
3: check. Yeah, I don't have good data on that to tell you the truth. Yeah. I don't I don't have data on capture rates. I mean, I know what the community the tonnage of recyclables that we get right you know week That's to week yeah. yeah um but that doesn't really tell me who's participating like to what extent households are participating i'd, I'd love yeah. that data but it, yeah. it takes a lot of manpower and i'm pretty much a one woman show you know so um yeah. what i what i can say is that with the introduction of more plastic packaging there's a lot of confusion around recycling. Like before when it was metal cans, yeah, glass jars, newspapers, magazines, junk mail, cardboard, simple, easy peasy, yeah. everybody knew that. Now you have plastic pouches, you have composite containers okay. that are plastic fused with paper and aluminum, mm-hmm. and what do I do with that? And plastic film and rigid plastic, it just gets really confusing. It's hard.
0: Yeah. And I know there's a national movement To try to build the cost of this material in the manufacturing and the sale price so that when you buy something, you're also dealing with the cost to throw it away. Right. Because that's where you get the return up front rather than pray later that they'll do it.
3: Well, we did try, it's called expanded producer responsibility. That's the term for what you're talking about. Write that one
0: down for the pop quiz.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And we tried to pass in Connecticut an EPR EPR. packaging EPR bill last year. It did not fly. Uh, Um, But what it would do is the cost of recycling these materials, because most packaging materials. Are what you find in a recycle bin right right cardboard cans bottles yeah. plastic containers a lot of bulk yeah it's that's primarily packaging so um, it would be the responsibility of the manufacturers to pay for the cost of recycling which would be a huge boon yeah. to all municipalities i.e. taxpayers right because right. the cost of recycling is going up yeah it used to be free and then we used to get paid for it those days are gone now we have to pay for it it in eastern connecticut it's a lot less than the cost for getting rid of trash but um but we still pay for it right so whatever we can do to like glean off that cost for municipalities is you know the best thing for Residents, yeah. right? It saves the town
0: money. Yeah. It saves town tax money, etc. Okay. It's right. a win-win. Right, right, Well, Virginia Walton, I want to thank you for being here today and for all the good work that you do throughout the year. And we didn't have time today, but we'll have you back again for the next Repair Cafe. Okay. Which is another way that this principle is brought to life. Don't throw things away. Fix them. And a whole army of volunteers get together with Ginny every three months at a local church here, the First Congregational Church yep. on Valley. And they do this cafe every three months. It's coming up, I guess, in January.
3: January 13th. There you go. We'll have you back for that. Second Saturday of the beginning of a quarter.
0: It's a really cool (laughs) campaign. We've been covering it for years, so we'll have you or maybe Rita or Judy back
3: in early January. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, you're welcome.
0: Okay, we're going to take a short musical break now before we bring Tom King in the house. This is a classic one. You may know it. If you don't, you're going to be surprised. It's a legendary Jimmy Durante and his rendition of a classic tune that's very good for these troubled times. It's called Try a Little Tenderness.
2: in the hustle of today we're all inclined amiss little things that mean so much a word a smile a kiss when a woman loves a man he's a hero in her eyes and a hero he can always be if he'll just Realize She may be weary Women do get weary Wearing the same shabby dress And when she's weary Try a little tenderness You know she's waiting just anticipating things she may never possess. While she's without them, um, try a little tenderness. It's not just sentimental, she has her grief and care and a word. That soft and gentle makes it easier to bear. You won't regret it, women don't forget it. Love is their whole happiness. It's all so easy, try a little tenderness. Women don't forget it, love is their whole happiness, it's all so easy, try a little tenderness.
0: How about that lyric, huh? We need a little tenderness these days. Jimmy Durrani lays that one down. If you know Jimmy Durrani, you know the nose knows. Jimmy Durrani, thank you. Well, sitting next to me is Tom King. He's the owner-publisher of Neighbors, a wonderful community resource, print journalism, our local paper for many, many years. It's available in over 22 towns all around the area in print. Tom happened to bring the December issue by coincidence today. And it's online at neighborspaper.com. And one of the things I'm happy to have Tom here for now is to talk about the website and how it's growing. So, Tom, first of all, I always want to thank you for what you're doing to help with local journalism and helping a community talk to itself.
4: Well, thank you, John. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for for home for your show over the many, many years you've been doing it. Yeah. And, and we're all trying to get the word out that it might not be seen or heard in other places. Um But Yeah, um, we now have uh, blogs on the website, so it's a work in progress. Right. Our webmaster, Steve Warren, he's from Vern. He's been helping me for many years. You bet. Uh, We're working to get many of the regular contributors in blogs because I I don't know anything about all this stuff. He takes care of it. But anyways, what I do is I will take the articles, send them to him. He will put them in each writer's blog, and the way it works is the last – uh article will be the first one that pops up when someone clicks on that writer it's nice i've been there and then you see the previous articles yes very nice yes yeah. and and so uh yeah, we've gone back i think we started in september i'm pretty sure september or, or maybe october i think september but anyways um yeah that's the way it's working it's you know it's not perfect yet well, we're yeah. doing a lot of, he's doing a lot of work to get it get where we need it to be um but it's it's there and and i think it's a good thing if you have a certain, uh, you, you especially if there's new readers, come on board, you know, they look, oh, wow, I like the way, I like this person, the way this person, right, or whatever, yeah. and I could say, I like Dahlia Berlin, I want to see more of what she writes, and while having it go through all the archives and all the, you can just, boom, hit Dahlia Berlin, That's boom, really nice. she's there.
0: That's right. I know recently, uh, you know, Dean Fiora, Dean Farrell, who does great radio, does a, uh, in a history of soul music. So every month is a different figure in their history. So you get the current one. But if you go back, it's like 25, 30 issues of history all in one spot. You don't have to search every issue. Yes. That makes it really nice for people to connect to the writers. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing.
4: So uh, we're working on that. Um, the next issue is a, bi- is a bi uh We do two bi-monthlys. I, I, I changed this up last year yeah. uh, to give myself and the writers a break basically so um, we're doing we do a january february or july august and so um, well I, i'd like to just mention to groups out there who have any events going on in january february even the first couple weeks of march let us know so we can get in the january february issue because there will be no separate february issue right um
0: in fact let me ask you while you're on that uh how can people Get material ready for you in the best way so you can use it. When you have to edit, you put it all together, you've got to figure out space and lay out all the physical things of the page. And if they just send a long press release, they have no idea what happens on your end, right? How can people get things ready for you to make a good submission? Um, it's. I look for. We look for any articles,
4: really, but sometimes we get some that are just, you know two, three thousand words and we just can't do anything with an article that big. You know, someone could write something, maybe seven, eight hundred words, or maybe 1,000 words, and we can pare it down a little bit. But I, I do very little editing. Right. Um, I, 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 I take try. a look at it. We we now have a copy editor who's been on board for a few years, uh, Gary Cass from stores. And, and he is great. He's a semi-retired. He did this professionally out in the Midwest at a university. Wow, that's and that's great. So I sent him a lot of stuff. He goes through it. He fax checks, things like that. Gets it back to me. So... Um, but if somebody wants, you know, they I get some articles that are in the body of an email because people don't have a word processing program, and I say, that's fine, or or on their send it to me on their phone, that's fine. Um, basically, what I'll do is I'll just click and drag it into Word, and format for format as a Word document, yeah. and then I bring it into InDesign, which is the uh, software that I use to lay out the paper.
0: Yeah, that's your so, software.
4: Uh, but the main thing is just get people to send something. Don't be, you know, intimidated by it. Just uh, put your words down on paper. I've had several. I've had, every once in a while I get a get a handwritten thing. Uh, There's a couple pieces of scrap here from a gentleman. He's got, I don't know how old he is, but he's got to be up there from from Wyndham Center. And and uh, he just writes his stuff down and he sends it in. And I'm, I'm able to type it out and put wow. it in.
0: that's cool. That's, well, that way the mail is always something fun, you know. There's no two days alike. There's always yeah. something
4: in it. Yeah. It's so it, it's good. But it, I I just think I'm encouraging people to write and we have we have the demographics of our writers are now or we have a lot of writers who are in their 60s and 70s and yeah. so I'm trying to get more younger writers and slowly yeah. but surely Imagine. we're yeah. adding some younger writers. Yeah. Um I've, over the last couple of years, I've contacted a couple of area high schools and, and emailed their, their because, uh, especially, I know, Yale Smith has, uh, has a school newspaper. It's an online paper. Yeah. And the kids write great articles. And so I, I tried to contact a teacher at that time. I don't know if that person's still there. But said, well, we don't really do this kind of thing. And so I'm kind of a shout out to the, to the kids themselves. If they write articles, send them to me. You there know. you go send me send me some articles you don't have to go through someone in your department or someone you, you can write send me an article send them a poem send me a poem we love poetry there was a time when I was asking for poetry poetry, poetry. hardly got any poetry that was going back years but you last several years I mean, we, it's like every month I have like two or three poems in there and, and it's great I, I love it
0: You know, in case you've joined us on the radio, we're talking to Tom King, the publisher of Neighbors right now. And I wanted to mention something that I've been working with Tom for a few years, trying to get some extra funding to add Spanish content. I've talked about a grant that we're trying to get for this radio show to use the show to produce some radio and audio in Spanish for our huge and growing and very diverse Latino Hispanic community And we try to get funding so Tom can get people published in Spanish, young writers in Spanish, because when people see other people of their own in print, it opens the door differently than reading somebody else's stuff. Yes,
4: yes it does.
0: It's a a good thing,
4: it's a good thing. um, I also need photos. I always need photos. I put a big thing in the paper a few months ago, photos. Please send me photos. You mentioned that, yeah. I, I got a bunch that one time, yeah. and then psh, it just dried right up. You know, so I, I think I need to put something in the paper every month say, look, we still need photos. So oh, people will yeah. say, so, and especially this, these days, everybody's got a smartphone. Yeah. The smartphones t- can take great photos. They can. And just, boom, and, and you just yeah. click and send it to me, done. Yeah. You know, there's none. And so I encourage, I'm encouraging people. To to send photos, just people photos or architectural photos, whatever. Whatever you like, just send me some photos. I I like to get photos
0: and and put them in the paper. Don't be shy. Now we'll get into issues of funding because this is a free paper to us. We get this every month all over the area. It's a gift every month, every 30 days. I keep it around the house because... It could take a month to go through. There's so many articles in here. You can keep it around and kind of browse once in a while. But since you started the paper many years ago now, I mean, now there's color. Tom has tried different kinds of paper formats. But overall, how is funding going? I know it's tight, but you know compared to 10 years ago, are you finding businesses more willing than before? That, to think the idea of local journalism is something that they're thinking about more than before?
4: um uh, to some extent yes yeah. i mean of course social media you know businesses are looking to put stuff on social media facebook or whatever you know to promote their business things like that so yeah. print print's been taking a beating for for many years
3: yeah
4: um and I'm, compared to 10 years ago but it's, it's better it's better now than it was 10 years ago um i still thank god i still have the the, the advertisers i have around this area that just say you know they Just leave it. Just leave it there. Yeah. Send me a bill. We're yeah. good. Um, and one time I thought, well, this would be a nice little part-time retirement job. Well, it's really, <laughs> it's it's been a great. I really enjoy doing it. I love it. You it, know? Shows. it shows. And it's it, it's it's almost a non <laughs> It's you know it's kind mm-hmm. of a low. I think of it as a low-profit business. Yeah. You know, So and that's fine. That's yeah. fine. I don't you know I don't need the money to put food on the table to, from this paper. I just now I just want to get it out there every. 10 times a year, and, and yeah. let it go.
0: That's why you call it a labor of love, you see. That's the, that's yeah. the other equation that we lose track of. And, and that's it, the way
4: it's too, John, is it's all like you and all yeah. the other writers. Yeah. You never you don't get a paycheck from me. It's that's all right. volunteer.
0: Yeah, All the writers. And it covers, if you haven't read one, you should, because if you're into education, there's education. If you're into farming and agriculture, it's in there. If you're into art, it's in there. Uh, so it's all aspects of community life, especially for new people that come in here. With two schools, people are always coming into this area. Yes. And it's one really nice way to get to know it like a local. And maybe you feel more at home when you walk around. Because Tom says the paper is serving the inhabitants and environment of Northeastern Connecticut and beyond. Uh What have you noticed in the writers that come to you and the stories they tell? Have you seen changes in who's coming to you to participate or who's kind of maybe, well, they they wrote it for a while and they kind of want to move on and do other things? How's that gone? Yeah, that happens.
4: Yeah. yeah, we get some. Well, we have. There have been several people who have sent us articles, and it's this should be a one-shot deal. Never sure. hear from them again, or hell, someone will write two or three articles here, and that's fine. That's um, okay too, right? Yeah, it's great. That's right. great. Right. One more article, I'll never write, send another one. I'm fine with that. Um, fortunately, we have a lot of writers who care about the environment, care about the community, and they'll write about that just about every month. You know, like Loretta Roble or Phoebe Godfrey, right. Delia Braun. We have many writers. Uh, uh, Bill Powers. So I could go on and on. We have a lot of writers who write, care about this community and write about this community and the good things that are going on in this community. And I'm always encouraging people to send in stuff like that because, well, we all know the, the Chronicle is not what it used to be. And, and so and print in general is not what it used to be. And some people just don't like looking at an iPad for all their to read. You know, they want to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere maybe in the house <laughs> yeah. with a with a, something they can open and hold in their hands. And, uh, that, and that's what we do.
0: Do you know in maybe New England, there are networks of publishers and editors. Are there other kinds of people similar to yours in the region where people are kind of walking the low-profit, non-profit side, uh, trying to keep it scaled local? Well, it's funny. You mentioned I didn't. I,
4: like 25 years ago, I would go to these – they would have, well when the broadcaster was still
0: cooking that's right
4: you know they I, um, they would there would be seminars stuff like that out of state that and I went to a couple of those and there were a lot of free it was a call it was free paper I think was in the name of the organization or something like that mm-hmm. so that, a lot of different free papers and then that kind of just, those,
0: sh- oh, some of them were weeklies I guess yes
4: a lot the of them were weeklies right. and mine was different because it was a monthly right and so most of those are weeklies most of those are a lot of advertising many of those were direct mailed which i could never afford and i checked that out early on and it was like oh my yeah. god how can people you know i don't want to be an ad salesman 40 50 hours a week uh, uh, and so yeah i, I figured if the, the main the way i thought about it back then was if i concentrate on producing something quality and it will circulate itself and knock on its it's worked so far
0: Yeah, it sure has, Tom. It's worked really well. And again, every issue is online. There's an archive you can go back. If you want to track an issue, you'll find if you go back over some issues, you'll find some interesting news. Some stuff gets in there that maybe won't get in other papers just because they don't have the time or space for it. So, Tom, I thank you for all the good work you do throughout the year and for all the people here. And during 24, we'll try to get a few more of the writers. And we had some this year. We'll try to get a few more. So you hear how local writers are trying to find a way to do their work without the pressure of cranking out daily deadlines, which, of course, is how journalists take care of their jobs. But this is a different kind of writing. It's a lot more open-ended. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks very much for all the work and everything, Tom. Thank you for your work, John. I appreciate you having me on. All right, so the website, one last time, is neighborspaper.com. If you go there, the whole story is there, along with all the new blogs. And check it out during the year as Tom keeps building up content. We'll be able to have more stories for you. And that's how we're going to wrap up this week. I'm very happy to share time with you every Wednesday here on WILI. We'll see you next week. If you want to get involved here and be a guest or send news, just use the email as john at humanartsmedia.com. And my last reminder this weekend is a special art show for the holidays at the Molten Lava Court on 31 Crescent Street. It's from 5 to 8 p.m. on Friday, and it's from 10 to 1 on Saturday. And that's at 31 Molten Court. Have a good weekend folks and we'll see you next time take care